Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin A.C., Padres beat writer, the Union Tribune. Jay Posner, sports editor, the Union Tribune with me. Jay, uh, we're a day late. The Padres won 2-1 to one last night. Uh, got some thoughts on that. Got some thoughts on, you know, some of the topics we've been beating to death here. The offense and the lack of it. The bullpen, uh, the starting pitching. Great, great, just really, I, especially for him. Great performance from Nick Martinez last night. Where do you want to start? Well, I didn't get to see last night's game. Um, That's a rarity. It is a, a rarity, and I, I was very disappointed when I found out that our old friend Angel Hernandez was was working the plate. I saw he, he managed to squeak over 90% on the uh, ump scorecard uh, Twitter rating today, but I, I don't know if he affected the game in any way. I, I did see the highlights, which was basically Machado. Uh, we've talked about how they have a two-man offense last night it was a one-man offense I have no idea why anyone throws Manny a pitch anywhere near the plate right now especially with jerks and Profar hitting behind him but I guess that's for Miami to figure out and and the other teams I would say start with Nick Martinez I mean that you know the Marlins are not the best team in the league they've been they came in here on a I think on a four-game losing streak but you know, you pitch a game like that against a big league team, that's that's pretty good stuff. Yeah, look, uh, in comparison to the Reds, they're uh, they're, they're they're better, <laughs> let's say. Right. Uh, the Padres are taking advantage of some some teams. They came back. That was a long day. Those, uh, especially like a traditional doubleheader, it's like bang, bang, you're playing, and then you're flying across the country, and you have a game. I'll be interested to see what happens today. This is traditionally, the, you know, the second day is kind of when it catches up to you, but uh, that was – Look, they got to win. That's kind of what we've been saying about a lot of these wins. Exactly. So I think you're right, Jay. The story is Nick Martinez, not only for what it does for him, but gosh, now what do they do with the rotation? But uh, Nick Martinez's changeup, especially early, look, he's got four pitches. And when they're around the strike zone like he was last night, he's a good enough pitcher that maybe he can give you six or seven when he's right. like that. And I would say almost against, against most teams. Um, so – that was really good. Now, I'm assuming that you want to play it forward and say, what does that mean, right? Well, you're in the midst of a six-man rotation, and I, I do believe what that means is, like, starting tonight, there are six games left on the homestand. Right. You go through Nick Martinez pitches the finale here, and then you have a question because Blake Snell's coming back on the next trip. Jay, before I tell you what my educated speculation is, what mm-hmm. do you think should happen? Boy, it's such a it's such a conundrum here. Because for one thing, you know, Sean Manaya has not pitched well his last two games, pitching tonight, I believe. Or no, tomorrow night. Uh, Darvish goes uh, tomorrow tonight. night after Darvish. But, yeah. it, but, but you're not going to say, oh, no, Sean Manaya is pitching for his spot in the rotation. If that was Mackenzie Gore or Nick Martinez that had had a couple outings like that, you would say, boy, this is an easy decision. You know, you Darvish, Sean Manaya, Joe Musgrove, Mike Clevenger, I thought pitched pretty well the other day, especially considering it was his first game back in a long time and all the circumstances on a crummy day against his old team and all that stuff, he's going to be in your rotation and you're paying Blake Snell a lot of money. So you've got to keep him or he's going to be in the rotation. So you've got five guys. I don't see any options other than finding a way to, and whether Gore, I, it sounds ridiculous to say they should send Mackenzie Gore to El Paso to pitch, but I don't know where he's going to pitch up here. So that's at least my original thought. You're you're much smarter than I am, so maybe you have another idea. Nick Martinez, 
I guess you could, to me, he kind of becomes the long man in the bullpen. I don't know what, I mean, what else, tell me what else they can do. I, I don't have any, I don't have any other answers. Okay. So piecing together, you know, talking with everybody, uh, not everybody, a lot of people, and I'm not smarter than you, but because I'm so not smarter than you, I ask a lot of questions and obviously that's my job out there. So one thing they could do with Mackenzie Gore, he's not going to throw more than 120 innings this, uh, this season. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he threw more than we think he did, like the equivalent of maybe a hundred innings. He's not going to bump up to 150 innings. When they send him down, he doesn't have to pitch or he can mm-hmm. pitch just enough to stay sharp. It is very likely that Mackenzie Gore gets a couple rests this year. Okay. And he is the guy who is not making six and a half million dollars. He is the <laughs> guy with options. Sure. And Nick Martinez actually made it easier on the Padres last night by being better than Mackenzie Gore has been. And so throw another start like that in there, which is an if, but then it's like, hey, Mackenzie, you know the situation here. You're going to be back. You've got to stay sharp. We want you at the end. And so Mackenzie Gore is the guy who goes down. That does not solve a problem when Blake Snell comes back because then you still have six pitchers. You have an off day on Friday uh, after this trip. That's the – or off day on Thursday, I'm sorry. That's the 12th. Uh, and, and then, then you another have an off one. Day that Monday after right. Atlanta. Then you play nine in a row, you have an off day. Then you play 13 in a row, you have an off day. Then you play 18 and 17 days. So you have 31 games in 31 days between May 26th, May 27th, and June 26th, I believe it is. You're going to need six pitchers. Heck, you might need seven because someone gets tired or and, and, and right. they need to be skipped right. or something. So – this isn't like this huge long-term problem, but your short-term fix is sending Mackenzie Gore down. After that, Jay, I don't know what you think about this, and this is something that I'm just throwing out. What are you really going to get out of Mike Clevenger or Blake Snell for a while? Is it possible that one of these guys goes four innings once or twice? Without saying that he is. Yes. Because, because you don't want to put it in the minds of Clevenger and Snell that we only want you to pitch four innings or five innings because, hey, we've got Nick Martinez waiting in the background and we really want to get him some work. So it's definitely possible. And that's why I said he seems like he would be, you know, kind of a long man. You can call him the piggyback man, whatever it might be. The question on Gore, when you say you send him down, do you actually want him to pitch in El Paso? And if he doesn't pitch, is there any danger in sort of losing what he's found? He's found something clearly Whatever went off the rails with him and, you know, a lot of it, nobody ever saw because it was at the alternate site. And then last year, you know, building him back up in Arizona, he's definitely found something. I mean, he is a major league pitcher right now. So the one risk is in, in quote, resting him is that he loses some of that sharpness. But I agree, you can't have him pitch 150, 160 innings this year just out of nowhere. So, And as we've seen so many times in the past, these things do have a way of taking care of themselves. Yeah. But I, I I do think your short-term option uh, is the best one right now. Yeah, now, what yeah. are you going to – now, give me your fixes. Give me your fix for this outfield. Oh, boy. Wow. Well, Will Myers is coming back. Um, okay. That... Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what it is. It's uh, it's kind of a, a hope and a prayer, right? Like um, 
it's very easy to say, well, if Will Myers comes back, and I, w- I was just joking there because that clearly is not something that you can really count on. But, you know, it's really easy to go, well, Will Myers is coming back. Well, what does that mean? Is that 600 right. OPS, Will Myers? Uh, yeah. Is that three weeks of 890 OPS, Will Myers? Um, it, I don't know. Uh, Jay, I don't. It's um, and, and as they were at the beginning of the year, they don't have like a whole lot of options unless they can unload a pitcher or two and, and get uh, another and get an outfielder in exchange for that. And I don't know that that's happening right away. Um, well, and, the, and as we've talked about before, who who are you getting at this point? I mean, they you know, in the offseason or in spring training or whatever, the two guys they got were Luke Voigt who hasn't done anything and has, and has a legit seems to have a legitimate excuse in terms of his, his injury, but hasn't impressed in a couple, his first couple rehab games, but it's early. And Matt Beatty, who's been a disaster in, you know, 30 at bats or whatever it is, but I mean, he's, he's been terrible. There's no other way to, to put it. And I don't even think a lot of Matt Beatty's, you can't even say he's been unlucky because I don't think there's been a lot of hard. I haven't looked it up. I don't think he's had too much hard contact no. uh, in that, no. in that span. Um, and and even you know look, Profar's had some big moments for this team, especially in the first couple of weeks. And you know he's turned into a he's turned into a cold glove outfielder, at least with his arm so far, with with throwing people out and everything. But the bottom line is, you know his his on base is barely over three hundred. His batting average is one sixty seven, and uh, he he hasn't done a whole lot offensively either to make you think that that he's an everyday answer. So that it's still a big issue. And I, I really don't know what the answer is because you just can't go out and, and get players at this point in the season. It's like the next topic, which we've talked about obviously a bunch of times is the bullpen. And I, I get tweets. I'm sure you get tweets and we all see, and we all think the same thing. They got to make changes. Okay. Yeah. They got to make changes. What are you changing? Who are you, who are you bringing up? Who are you getting? What are your options at this point? And you just can't remake your your roster completely in the middle of the season. And if you do, most of the time, you're going to get somebody that other guys don't. You're either going to overpay or you're going to get people that are available for a reason. So I, I don't know what the answer is, but they still have those two big problems in, you know, in terms of outfield production and and the shaky bullpen. And they keep talking about how, you know, they got guys with track records and I'm sort of looking for those guys with track records. Like I, you know, what, what you're saying is it's hopeful that some of these players play to their maximum ability as they have for stretches in their career. Of course. And that's not, I don't think what a a championship club is made of. Um, I can't explain a whole bunch of things about how this could work, but so far it's, it's not. You know, um, oh, sure. And some of these I mean, guys are, and Myers could, are all those guys could, you know, Profar and Myers and Void and even Beatty could all play like we've seen them play in the past. And that would solve everything. Hey, two of the four could. And that would <laughs> right. make it a lot better. I mean, yeah, that's no, the absolutely. crazy thing. Is yeah, you're right. No one is. And every time it looks like Trent Grisham's going to get fixed. And there have, you know, I say every been a few times where you go, oh, okay. And then suddenly, I mean, I got to tell you a story. I was uh, going to, you know, use the restroom during the middle of a game. And, and on in the press box, they play the, uh, in the restroom, they play the announcer, the, the home team's radio. Radio, yeah. And, and I missed the three-pitch at bat uh, from Trent Grisham, uh, or at least the final two. 
And incredulously, the Cle- the Cleveland Guardians play-by-play man could not believe that Trent Grisham took three strikes. He's all, Grisham didn't even lift his bat from his shoulder. And I was like, well, I didn't miss anything then. because yeah, I've seen that. Hey, buddy, that's, that's kind of where it's at. And I say that as a huge Trent Grisham guy. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's uh, it's ugly out there. There's just no one that's really performing anywhere close to what they have in the past or what you would expect or what, obviously, the Padres would expect. I um, don't know what you – if you saw last night from one of our favorite emailers, uh, got an email as soon as Beatty went to bat as a pinch hitter. <laughs> I believe – no, Abrams was also on the bench, so he had two left-handed um, – he had two left-handed bats off the bench last night, Melvin did. Or, I'm sorry, Ryan Christensen did. And, by the way, Bob right. Melville was uh, in the clubhouse last night and and whatever. He looked like a, a you know, he looked fine. Uh, he looked like I feel. Uh, so I don't know what that, that, you know, what that means. But uh, he's supposed to be back managing the day. But they, there was, uh, and the email was, why is he sending Beatty up there? C.J. Abrams? Um, right. right hand to bat as a car who was going in then to uh, be the right fielder in place of Beatty. Just like, oh, Austin Nola's leading off. Who do you want to lead off? Manny Machado? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they have two guys that are hitting. I, it, you throw in Cronenworth, maybe. Um, he's still a guy. a guy you go up and you have confidence that there's going to be a good at bat and he's going to, he could give you something. But don't, you can't scrape any deeper than that. No. And, and even his numbers are are down, and Nola's numbers are down. I mean, I, we've 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 sort of joked, but it's not really joking. They have a two man offense right now. The other guys are sort of if they can find somebody to get on base for Machado and Hosmer to drive them in, it, it's like a bonus. Last night they didn't obviously didn't need that. Most of the time, most of the time they do. Those guys are hitting like MVP players, and the other guys are all. And, and I say this only in the sense of this is the name of the team. They're hitting like Chihuahuas. <laughs> um, wow, very good. You know, here's my question. I do. If there's one question I have, and I'm not saying that this solves anything, or but but this is baseball, and this is what we do. When does he move Hosmer up behind Machado? But what good does I, I that was, really do? I just I don't know what what I don't. He's working well in the five spot. He, he is, but is it the – I don't know. I'm not a big guy in terms of where you hit in the batting order should make any difference because when you're standing at the plate, it doesn't Here's, matter where where you are. And so if, you, if you're hitting well in the five like – one of the guys in the office the other day mentioned to me, man, I don't – Profar hasn't done anything since he went to the cleanup spot. Is it because of the cleanup spot? I, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it gets in somebody's head. There's some like thinking that. there. But, but I was – you know, and, and I made a point the other day that – uh, that, you know, Profar was bunting in extra innings the other day in the 10th inning. I don't think you should ever bunt when you're the road team um, in extra innings. And and some guy wrote and said, you know, wrote back, said, oh, where would the Padres be if you were the manager? And I I had so many responses that I didn't say. But I, I have said on, on Twitter and on here and, and anywhere else, Bob Melvin and his staff have all forgotten more about baseball than any of us are ever going to know. But – that doesn't mean that they're infallible or that, you know, maybe once in a while we have an opinion that we think is is better than theirs and, and math shows is better than theirs. I don't see why you would ever play for one run when you're the road team. 
when the other team is going to come on and start with a runner on second and nobody out. So anyway, Profar was bunning, and I said, if he's your if your cleanup hitter's bunning in this situation, maybe he shouldn't be hitting cleanup. The only other option, though, is Hosmer. But I do think he's the option because, at least at that point, he's hitting behind Machado. Maybe he protects Machado. Machado hasn't needed the protection right now, but at some point, it seems like he would. It protects him, and then you've got—I don't know—is it—is it once a game that that Machado's on second and and and, and Hosmer's up, and you feel better that he's going to drive him in versus if there's two outs? Because I've seen it happen a couple times where Profar right. is the last out of the inning, and something had happened. Maybe Cronenworth had gotten on, um, you know, and Manny doesn't get a hit every time. But I just say like the the order dies for a second while Profar is up over the last half a dozen games. Yep. Now. He's a streaky guy that. too. I still say that you know, at seven pitches in at bat, um, you know, I'm not going to be surprised when there's a two for five from from Profar. But mm-hmm. there, there, there just hasn't been, and and I, I can't even imagine. But I do think if we could segue as we start to start our initial descent toward the end of the hot lava <laughs> podcast today, you've been traveling way too much. That's how I think the <laughs> the bullpen has become extremely worrisome and frustrating. And I say that as someone who has the perspective of watching year after year. And one of the things that you know, if you watch baseball closely, is that bullpens ride a roller coaster. And Mm -hmm. that you, if you feel good about your bullpen now, just wait till next week. And if you, you know, feel bad, wait till next week. But this bullpen has been had, had it about as cush as you could have. And you can count on Taylor Rogers. I'm going to say you can count on Luis Garcia. Mm-hmm. And I'm still going to say that Steven Wilson's going to come in and give you a quality seventh inning. He's, you know, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, you have to waver a little bit now. Yes. But I know what you mean. I was just trying to get to the point where I no longer then can say any with any confidence Pierce Johnson's out, or you'd feel really good about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say. Robert Suarez, when there's a four run lead has been excellent. Um, I don't know. And there are, there is a thought that he needs to just kind of get over that, that he has the stuff to be the same guy with one run lead as a four run lead. But you know, this is his first time in the major leagues and it hasn't gone well, his first few high leverage situations. And that right. gets you. Um, there's a thought that that's gotten to the Nelson Lamette too, that it's not the stuff that it's, Hey, this being a reliever is hard. Well, whatever it is, they went out and got Yosmero Petit, and they want him to come up and pitch in the major leagues in a week or two. That's right. how bad it is. And, hey, that's one of the best relievers in the major leagues over the last four or five years. But he's 37 and he was on the street. Yeah, exactly. And and I think, you know, and guys that we've seen get outs in, in all sorts of leverage situations, like Tim Hill uh, and Craig Stammen, have not been as good this year as yeah. we've seen them in the past. And it is it is erratic, but I also think that that's a place where maybe you don't have to. I, I don't know. I we we go back and forth on what's the bigger thing, the bullpen or the outfield. I, I still feel like the bullpen can sort of scrape by most of the time. Uh, I think the starters. I think this you know they have this great rotation. The starters need to get deeper into games, um, and they need to get through the sixth and seventh inning. Last night was a great example. You know. You're not going to get seven out of your starter every night, but look how easy it look how easy it is when you. Okay, do. Well, what happens tonight? Because now Taylor Rogers has pitched two days in a row, and Luis Garcia's pitched two days in a row. So if it's three to two, yeah, and Sean Manaya has gone seven innings, 
Well, it's Dar it's Darvish tonight, but I'm sorry, you know. it's Darvish. Um, yeah. And I'm seven still really is, from you saying that he's been bad. I know I, I um, messed you up, but Darvish is Darvish is the kind of guy you could certainly expect seven. Yes, um, but, but then what? you're right. I, I don't know what you do at that point. That's why you need more. I guess Stephen Wilson gets a shot in in one of those innings tonight. But yes. beyond that, I'm not sure. You hope that maybe your offense scores more than two runs and you have a three run lead. I don't know. Of course, they had a yes. three run lead in Cleveland the other day, and look what happened there. Uh, well, that was where you go. And I will tell you that the the frustration, and this is absolutely want to be clear, me reading in between it, uh, the lines, but I'm, you know, I do that a fair amount and I'm, I'm right most of the time. Bob Melvin was flabbergasted that, right. that, you know, and, and look, he's been around a long time and I'm sure he got over it really quick. But in that moment, he was like, we had this thing. Yep. Uh, you have to spend everything you have to win that first game. Okay, you do. You you send out Wilson, Garcia, Rogers. You get that first game. There's a reason you don't sweep double headers. You, you generally, you know, stuff goes like this. But he's like, we had it, and then they tied it in the eighth, and we scored. Now they got within one in the eighth, and we scored two more runs. We were up three, man. Yep. And no. like so, on that one, you go. We Keith says we did score enough. Um, Absolutely. And that, that's why I said they had the three run lead the other day and it all fell apart. So and they did that. And it happened in Pittsburgh, too. I mean, they the game got tied and they scored two more runs uh, in Pittsburgh, I think. Um, that'll start then, to wear on you, too. Absolutely. And so that I again, I don't know what the answer is other than the same answer that that I have given ever since we've done this. And, and you've known me a lot longer than that. Players, for the most part, the answer is players have to play better. Um I don't know that you can like just hit the panic button, you know, on May the 6th and happy birthday, Willie Mays, by the way. Mm. Um, but I, I don't, I don't think, I, I just don't think you can remake everything right away. And you have to hope that, I, I don't know, what's the Pierce Johnson timetable. They're calling it caution, but uh, he's not throwing for a couple more weeks. So yeah, well, that's not you... good. And, and Pomerantz isn't back for a while. And I saw that Baez pitched the other day, but Baez has never been a guy that, you would expect to be like a you know late inning high leverage uh, uh, type of pitcher. So I, I I don't know at this point. Other than I, I think you can ride this out a little bit longer with the guys they have, and at some point maybe you do have to make a, a sort of panic move. You sure don't want to have to be thinking like that. Four this is supposed to be the where their their plenty is. We're a month in, we're only a month into this. It's a six month season. We've only played a month, yeah. so. I, I don't think you can be panicking yet. They've had three terrible losses among their nine, but they've also had a bunch of wins. So they, they can't feel too bad about the way things are going. Okay. So Padres, Marlins, game one is down. Padres won two to one tonight. Sandy out there's, you know, the Marlins had some decent pitchers. Um, oh, the guy tomorrow night's been against amazing. Garbage, Pablo Lopez. Uh, against uh, Sean Manaya and then Trevor Rogers, who has not started off well uh, against Joe Musgrove on on Sunday. So Lopez, as as Jeff Sanders pointed out in his preview, Lopez had the best ERA in baseball until his last start when uh, Arizona got to him. But I think he's still around one point six or something uh, like that. And Alcantara has always been, I've always been impressed with him. So uh, yeah, a couple more good guys that they're. They're facing, and Trevor Rogers has been good in the past. I, obviously, not starting this year. And then uh, I haven't even looked at what the Cubs matchups might be, but that's why we come back here on Monday to, to talk about that.
That's right. Who knows? Everything could change by then. We could be praising the outfielders uh, for their big week, uh, their big, big weekend. Week. Absolutely. We, we could be doing that. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us. Have a good weekend. <laughs>